Hello to those listening on the recording. Well, there goes that fun idea. But, as I'm sure we're aware, there are all sorts of dangers um, of various internet technologies, um, things, traps that it's easy to fall into as Christians, things that it's easy to slip into without thinking about that actually might not be for our good, might not be for the good of others. Um, so here's a few possible dangers. Um, ever email something you regret? Recently, Google, um, of an April Fool's prank, added a mic drop button to Gmail, uh, which, if you hit that rather than the normal send button, sent out an animated uh, picture of a minion dropping a microphone instead of the email you intended to send. <laughs> Apparently, it resulted in people losing employment when they meant to send off CVs or acceptance letters and accidentally sent off a mic drop with a minion. Um, Gmail does actually offer an undo feature on emails that some clients don't, but have you ever emailed something you regret? Do you turn to your phone before the Bible in the morning, as this woman seems to be doing? Um, how true is your social media appearance? When people look at your profile, what do they think of you? Ever felt it's impossible to focus on the people you're with, or the book that you're reading? because of the mobile phone in your pocket or by you. Um, does social media make you jealous of others? Whether that's looking at their lives, and the number of babies they've had, perhaps, or the holidays they seem to be going on, or even if it's just a really, really nice brunch they seem to have had and have posted on Instagram. <laughs> As this person says, as soon as I figure out how to get off the internet, I'm totally getting my life together. There are um, dangers, um, things we can just fall into. Now, before I go any further, I want to get a bit of an idea of the sorts of things that people would like us to cover if we can, and then I'm going to ignore everything you've said and just do what I've had. I want, to, I want to get an idea of what kind of things would people like us to focus on. Hopefully, I'm already focusing on some of them, but it means that we can spend less time on things people are less interested in, more time on things people are more concerned about. So are there any particular issues, maybe some of the things I've just mentioned, that people are expecting us to cover this evening? Um, I don't know if Great. Um, I hope we will come on to that um, towards the end. Yeah. Public image and interaction with others. Do you want to expand on what you mean by that? Um, okay, <laughs> fine. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Should do before you play it. I'm sure I've never even had a problem with my profile. It's kind of a 
Okay, so do we need do we need to be on social media? Is that an acceptable thing in this? Okay. Okay. Well, um, actually, we'll be able to answer that question by the end. We'll see. Um, so here's um, a brief overview of where we're going this evening. Um, we're going to start with thinking about identity and relationships online. Um, then thinking about this uh, topic of self-medication, thank you Dan for um, the phrase there, that's how we use the internet to, if you like, medicate um, or deal with emotions or things in our life that we're feeling, uh, possibly in a negative way, I'll explain more when we get there. Um, and then this whole idea of living online, um, being on the internet, it's almost like being present somewhere else that almost doesn't exist but being there constantly. And so this whole concept of, we're living here, we're in this room at the moment, but there's also, if you've got a phone in your pocket, you have access to all of your friends everywhere. Um, how do we manage that sort of uh, relationship of being in two places at once, or thinking we can be in two places at once? So that's where we're going this evening. Um, and so starting off with identity and relationships. Hands up who has a Facebook account in this room. Twitter. LinkedIn. Uh, Pinterest. Any men? Yes, okay, I'll admit it. Fraser, thank you. Um, Instagram. Who reads blogs? Who writes a blog? <laughs> okay. Uh, so back to, back to Facebook. That seems to be the most popular one here. Uh, think for a second. What image are you trying to portray on your Facebook profile? Those who have Twitter, what kind of stuff do you write? What image are you trying to get across of yourself? What kind of personality is there to your Twitter account? Um, here's a quote from uh, a book I've read on the topic of Christians and the internet. I know the kind of impression I want to give. Thoughtful, but not intense. Funny, without trying too hard. Like those I admire, but also unique. What can I write that will be authentically me? Now, we may not think when you're uploading that profile picture or you're sending out that message, ooh, I've got to make sure it fits into this carefully cultivated persona. But instinctively, somewhere, there is that sense of thoughtful presentation in a way that in real life we don't always get to do. There's that moment, that extra second before you post something where you can think, you can tweak, you can say, ooh, do I end with a dot, 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 or a, a smiley face, or a hashtag? What do I go for? What's going to present me in the right way? So, here's a few. Um, I'm going to use a personal example. Here are a few of my Facebook profile pictures um, from the last uh, few years. And I want you to call out a few words of what you think when you see this picture. Okay, first one. Funny. Mad. Stupid. Great. Weird. Students. Okay, yeah. So this is in the early days of Facebook. This is one of my first profile pictures. And this was when I was in those early days of university trying to cultivate that image of he's slightly quirky, but he's also, you know, he's, he's someone I feel like I could approach. I don't know. I have no idea, really. It is actually my hands. 
Okay, what about this one? Pretentious, thank you. This, this is me wanting to appear to be arty, right? Suddenly there's like a new in crowd to be in, and I want to be the arty one, the one with the. Sorry, was that a tape? No, it's a camera. Um, okay, another one. Fresh face, okay. Happy. Great. So here is a picture of me during a time at university where I was quite acutely depressed. Um, And so this picture was very much uh, trying to present a veneer of normality to actually what was going on inside, which was pretty, pretty dark at that point. Um, That's probably a combination of some of the above, pretentious, arty, etc. Okay, what about this one? He's growing up now. Suddenly he wants to be seen a little bit more seriously than when his profile pictures have hoodies in them. Okay, what about this one? Suddenly trying to build a persona of the Christian minister or the holy one, somehow, you know, subtly. I've, um, I've captioned this one. Hey, Bristol, look what happened to me in Oxford. <laughs> um, so, okay, silly examples, but there you go. Uh, a walk through the past ten years of social media for me, and each one of them, there's, I'm trying to present something about myself, and it may be a fair reflection, it may be hiding something else. In pretty much every one of those, um, it might show an aspect of my personality that I particularly want to highlight, but actually I... I am and was probably using them to an extent to shape people's perceptions of me um, in a certain way. Um, and so I thought long and hard about you know, which one we use. I didn't put up the, um, uh, the one which is basically just a cartoon smiley face, um, which I think was probably when I was insecure about my own appearance, but there we go. Um, so what are some of the problems we face um, on social media and um, in this whole issues of identity. Um, I'll go through these quite quickly and we'll have a chance to talk about them. Um, self-obsession. Actually, that sense of constantly honing. What do I write? Uh, what do I say? What do I put online? In order to invent, potentially, an identity. One that is slightly different to what is actually going on inside. I certainly did that. A very cheery, happy, online personality despite the fact that actually I was really not cheery or happy. Um, Only putting the good things online. Uh, And then the cultivating dissatisfaction is the dissatisfaction in others. Have you ever noticed sometimes on Facebook everything that everybody else is writing just seems so positive? And you're feeling pretty rubbish, but everybody else seems to be really positive. And actually, everybody else's life is probably quite like yours, but because we only present the good, everybody else sees only the good. And so it's quite easy to feel like I'm the only one who actually is struggling at the moment. And so it's possible to idolise other people's lives. Um, I've, uh, I know this is particularly true um, when it comes to, and Kat and I, if we're guilty of this, we're sorry, when uh, people get into a relationship and suddenly all of their feeders, photos of the two of them, uh, you know, we tried our best, probably, mm, yeah. Um, 
And this one, lots of shallow interactions rather than a few deep ones. Um, it's not that shallow interactions are necessarily bad, but um, I certainly feel that if I get my social fix, if you like, from lots and lots of interactions with lots and lots of people, actually I don't invest in the few friendships. I spend all of my social time, if you like, <laughs> keeping up with acquaintances in Bristol rather than investing in friends in Oxford, for example. Um, so there's a few of the problems. Um, here are a few of the sorts of solutions um, that we can talk about. I've just got a few um, ideas. The whole issue of... Um, what was it? Um, trying to remember what um, that was related to. Um, sorry. Yeah, the, the sort of having to present... Um, a particular uh, persona in order to get approval from others. Um, I found thinking about what does God say about you um, helpful. We are valued, not worthless. We are in a situation that he has put us in. Um, We have every blessing in Christ. Looking down our Facebook feed and seeing all of the good in other people's lives is something we can be thankful for. Um, But equally, God has blessed us, even if it's not the kind of thing that would go up on Facebook. And so, this is God's verdict of those who are in Christ. Praise and prayer um, as we interact with others online, being able to turn those good things that we see into praise. Uh, turn uh, our interactions, uh, even with acquaintances, into prayer for people, using the use of social media as an opportunity to um, to pray for others. And then I think using social media as an extension of deep relationships and not a replacement for them. Um, so, actually not being content with lots and lots and lots and lots of interactions with lots and lots and lots of people, but using the tools of be it Facebook or whatever to actually push those deep relationships deeper. Um, so, I mean, a couple of examples are a WhatsApp group or sharing prayer requests or a Facebook group uh, comes with that. I know university Christian unions will um, so often use Facebook as their, um, if you like, their hub for sharing the prayer requests so that the CU, which meets once a week, can be praying for each other even when they're scattered. And so actually that sense of community can be, um, can be kept going throughout the week. So there's a few um, possible uh, solutions to some of the problems, but over to you. If a stranger were to look at your social media profile, what impression would they get? And would they be right? And then, how can we use social media to build those deep relationships? Probably turn to people around you um, and talk five minutes or so, um, looking at those two questions, and then we'll get some feedback.
Okay, next uh, big topic is this one of self-medication, which is a bit of a um, phrase that possibly needs unpacking a little. Um, I'm going to give some examples of negative emotions that probably at some point we've all experienced. Uh, so, boredom, uh, envy of others' lives or possessions, Loneliness, fear of missing out. I almost put a hashtag next to phone. I don't know why I didn't. Um, we can often try and fill the holes that these things uh, with various forms of internet use, whether it is um, social media, whether it is uh, Netflix. Um, iPlayer, whether it is um, any number of uh, different things, we can often try and fill the hole and that's what I mean by self-medication rather than letting these uh, if you like, these negative feelings, negative emotions turn us towards God and towards others often we can turn to things online to uh, sort of medicate those problems um, so on the subject of boredom, um, here is Blaise Pascal um, French philosopher 18th century I think I kind of lost track I've often said that the sole cause of man's unhappiness is that he does not know how to stay quietly in his room which could have been written for the smartphone generation um, Peter Crete uh, comments on Pascal um, and he says you find a rhinoceros in the middle of your house the rhinoceros is wretchedness and death how in the world can you hide a rhinoceros easy cover it with a million mice. Multiple diversions. I mentioned this in the office this week and someone said, but you can't cover a rhinoceros with a million mice, they'll just run everywhere. And I'm thinking, well, that's kind of the point. <laughs> there is something big in your life that feels rubbish. It could be boredom, it could be incredible loneliness, it could be grief, it could be any number of things. How do we cover it up? So often... We cover it with a million mice, the distractions, um, constantly going from one thing to another to cover up whatever it is that's going on inside us. Um, so that is, um, the, uh, that's what I mean by self-medication. Now, here's a few particular examples. How do we deal with boredom? Ennui, which I just felt I had to use that word because it sounds but you know, that, that kind of listlessness, the just feeling um, it's beyond boredom, like life is pointless kind of feeling. Um, or loneliness. How do we deal with these in our lives? So here's a few examples. Um, compulsive social media checking. I know I've done this one. Pornography, uh, particularly uh, to deal with loneliness. Um, how do we deal with envy or jealousy? Uh, for those uh, those homeowners in the room this was suggested to me by um, Dan as a possible example I don't know whether it's a personal struggle for Dan or not. Um, Pinterest or blogs so um, a kind of always looking to uh, those people have got such lovely homes or such lovely things or um, they 
they just seem to be able to create the most amazing meals out of, you know, three sultanas and a package of bran flakes, and I've just no idea how, how they do it. It's kind of this weird spiral of envy or jealousy towards others that kind of leaves you trying to mimic them, that leaves you more envious and jealous. There's a Tumblr um, account which um, is called Pinterest Fails, which is basically a combination of these wonderful, wonderful cake designs or um, DIY projects or things uh, that people have found on Pinterest, paired with the example of somebody trying to mimic it and utterly failing. Um, so you've got kind of characters from Frozen who look like characters from horror movies um, and the like. Um, so envy or jealousy, um, or uh, following the lives of celebrities, that's Facebook tries to encourage me to do every single day with a little story that you might be interested in, thing on the right-hand side. I will never be interested in them, but Facebook thinks I will. Um, a few problems, uh, you may come up with other ones. Um, possible solutions well if we've got all of these negative emotions of different kinds whether it's boredom or envy um, and we're automatically going to whatever it is online to deal with that why not take that moment of reaching for the smartphone reaching for the laptop reaching for whatever it is and turn that into a prayer to God for the situation that you're in, the things that you are feeling. Um, a friend of mine once encouraged me, um, after a long day at work, coming home to an empty house, rather than turning to the latest box set or whatever, to imagine that God has just asked you, how was your day? And then to tell him. Um, and I found that really, really helpful. Um, so here's a few examples. Prayer, true community, I think one of the things that social media can bless us with is connection with Christian community during the week, during those moments um, when we might attempt to fill the hole with something else. Um, but actually it's beyond social media, it's recognising the importance of seeing people, bodily relationships, spending time together and not just together apart. Um, dealing with envy or jealousy with thankfulness. I certainly know that thanking God for what I do have does help with the envy or jealousy for things that I don't have. Um, we will never achieve everything that we want. I thought um, after years of living in shared houses that when I actually bought a house and had a house of my own suddenly my home envy was not was going to stop and of course it didn't it just got on to well now fences are coming down and I've got all of these responsibilities um, actually being thankful for what I had I had a wonderful home I had somewhere I could welcome people into that was wonderful that was a blessing even when I was in shared houses had I thought to turn it to thanks and the final one, preaching to yourself. Um, some of you might be aware of this as a concept. Um, others, it might be new to. Um, but the idea of telling yourself things that are true. Because so often we're prone to forget. Um, a friend of mine once said that talking to yourself isn't the first sign of madness, it's the first sign of wisdom. 
Um, because actually we so often forget all the blessings that we have, all the wonderful things that God has given us. Um, in the UK, um, that includes wonderful material um, blessings. I mean, the fact that most of us here will have access to the internet is itself something to give thanks for, and something we can remind ourselves of. God has been good to me. Um, when we're lonely, preaching to ourselves and saying, God is with me. When we're envious of what other people have, preaching to ourselves and saying, God has given you every spiritual blessing in Christ. So, over to you. What negative emotions are you tempted to distract yourself from online? And how could you deal with them in a more positive way? Um, Again, five minutes. Um, And then our final session will hopefully be... So I, I joined this, um, this group at the front and uh, one of the interesting things we came up with is uh, a negative emotion that I didn't mention of stress or uh, wanting to avoid stress um, and uh, the idea of so I, I know that um, often the first thing I would do in my previous job when I get to work is just check BBC News and read pretty much everything I could find, even if I'm not particularly interested in it, just to delay that kind of start of the working day. Um, we also mentioned uh, internet sh- shopping or internet window shopping. So not necessarily buying stuff, um, but just looking at stuff um, to buy um, and the kind of, almost the buzz that that gives. Um, but how do people think about the second half of the question of, sort of directing those desires in a more healthy direction? Any wisdom to share? We discussed that part of the problem is wanting to get instant gratification. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get a lot of things, but very quickly a lot of little things from lots of different sources, but because we can get that kind of not dealing with the main problem. And yeah. Just even just slowing down, even if that's not, even if it's not directly directed towards God, but just taking the time, whether that's reading a book or going for a walk, there's, there's something about the more slow process. Yeah. So many websites are designed to just be as quick as, you know, Amazon even patented their one-click purchase button because they were so proud of how quick you could buy stuff on their website they actually patented it. Um, thank you. Dan? I mean, it might deal with the unhealthy emotions per se, but it deal with self-medication that social media can bring. Yeah. So I don't put Facebook or Twitter on my phone, I, I do. Get rid of the guy so far, that's what I mean. But you can, you know, make it more difficult. Um, yeah, because yeah, the smartphone in the pocket is just, if you're prone to compulsively checking stuff, it's just dangerous. Like, if you're sat at your laptop and compulsively checking stuff, that's one thing, but when you're out and about and you can do it, it's just it's almost giving yourself no time off from that urge to check. Ellie? How is this is that I used to have a phone in my pocket, so I'd have a phone in my pocket, and 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 I'd have a phone in my pocket, and
yesterday um, and whereas social media um, doesn't quite compare to crack cocaine um, one thing is similar there, there are if you like practical things that we can put in place when we realise that we are compulsively checking or compulsively doing something there are practical things we can put in place to stop us or to make it easier to resist the urge but they are not going to work by themselves it is always the case that we need to fight, if you like, the fire of one thing with the fire of the gospel. So actually having the thing which stops you accessing Facebook every second is good. But also learning to turn that desire for the hit from somebody else's like um, into into prayer and or um, the the desire to spend an hour on Facebook into actually I'm going to read the Bible or I'm going to speak to some people in real life and actually re- not just avoid but replace with something good um, because otherwise it will just be a case of well I've kind of resisted the negative thing in one sense but it will come out in another way unless I deal with the underlying emotion, the underlying desire um, so more briefly then and this final one of living online Um, Here's a great quote from Virtually Human. Um, When Facebook tells my friends I'm at home with my children, my children will tell you that I'm actually on Facebook with my friends. Um, This idea of being always connected and so not really present where we are physically um, is a a real issue, uh, particularly with smartphones, but um, uh, not just with smartphones. The illusion of multitasking. um, So thinking, ah, I can listen to somebody who's speaking whilst also texting my friends. Turns out you can't. You will either text your friend something that makes no sense, or you will say something to your friend in person which makes no sense. And if you somehow manage to not alienate one or other people, please tell me, because I've I've not come across it before. Um, Shallow knowledge, not deep wisdom. This is I wasn't quite sure where to put this one, but here's, um, 
Here's a quote from a guy called Nicholas Carr, who wrote a book called The Shallows. The web provides a convenient and compelling supplement to personal memory, but when we start using the web as a substitute for personal memory, bypassing the inner process of consolidation, we risk emptying our minds of their riches. What I think he's getting at is that if you know you can find something on Google, you don't bother to remember it. If you don't remember it, then that fact, if you like, won't interact with other things that you know in order to form themselves into something greater than the sum of its parts. In other words, wisdom is more than knowledge, but if you just think you can get all of your knowledge on Google, you're not going to develop the wisdom that comes from interpreting and filtering and developing. Um, so I think that's a particular problem for us as Christians. Um, we don't feel like we need to learn stuff about God or about our Bibles, knowing our Bibles well, because we can just search. I can, you know, I've got a phone uh, with a Bible app and I can search for any word and it will show me where that word comes up in the Bible. I can look up that verse, but I don't get any of the context. I don't sort of know where to find it physically in a book. I can pluck it straight out of context and use it in a particular um, conversation or something, but I haven't really grappled with it. I haven't really taken it in. I haven't let it shape me or form me in a way that actually slower engagement and engagement in context might um, give me. So I think there's that sense of um, the the ability to search for knowledge does sometimes work against the development of, of real knowledge, of growth, of wisdom. Um, and one of the other things with living online in all these bite-sized chunks is the shorter attention spans. Um, so Nicholas Carr again, what the net seems to be doing is chipping away my capacity for concentration. I should say this is a journalist who studies English and who reads books as part of his job. He says, um, it chips away my capacity for concentration and contemplation. Whether I'm online or not, my mind now expects to take in information the way the net distributes it, in a swiftly moving stream of particles. Once I was a scuba diver in the sea of words, now I zip along the surface like a guy on a jet ski. I think that's very similar to what we were saying about social media. Um, the constant stream of little things that actually means when it comes to engaging with a big block of text, I'm far more, far more easily distracted and far less willing to engage. And again, as Christians, when it comes to reading the Bible, or listening to a sermon, um, or engaging with a book, it makes it harder. And I've seen this in myself. Um, I know that if I have my phone with me when I'm trying to read the Bible or read another book, then I will be constantly distracted by it. It almost needs to be in another room to give me the time to get into the flow of something so that I can really engage with it. Um, so a few more potential problems of living online. A sense of devaluing face-to-face -face relationships. So um, actually, oh, I can connect with people through the internet. Um, there's less of a need to meet up particularly, potentially, a problem, again, with, with church community. Um, the whole attention span being shortened and bite-sized information. 
Prayer and deep reflection on scripture can be made more difficult. Um, it's worth saying that we train our minds, our, our minds, if you like, are shaped by our experiences and what we do. So the more we train them to expect rapid, quick, short, bite-sized chunks of information, the more we really struggle with anything else. So however much we don't want it to happen, spending a lot of time on Twitter will affect our ability to read books. And so that is something that you know, the research is only beginning to be done on, but Nicholas Carr, who I've quoted already, has written his book um, basically on that thesis. Um, soundbite thinking can also lead to snap judgments. So somebody tweets something and it gets taken out of context, or we look at it and we have a visceral reaction to it, and there's absolutely we react, but we almost don't know why. Or we do know why, but actually that's not fair because, again, the tweet was out of context. Or we're constantly looking for that chunk in what somebody is saying to tweet ourselves or to send on ourselves, um, but we don't engage with long arguments um, or long discussion. We're kind of thinking just in those chunks. Particularly an issue in politics, perhaps, but also, um, again, within the church, the sort of um, looking for sound bites in sermons rather than uh, taking in the whole. And uh, we mentioned this briefly. Online discussions lack nuance. So my friend, who said, I don't do politics on Facebook. That is because it is so easy for stuff to be taken out of context. Or, you know, sarcasm does not communicate well in a text-based medium. Um, it's very easy to say something thinking that you meant in a kind of gentle, conciliatory sense and find that everybody else thought it was horrifically offensive and you were really angry when you said it. And I wasn't angry, but it came across like that because it's text. Um, so that kind of lack of nuance online. A few solutions then. Um, be in the room. My housemates uh, in Bristol, we had a room, no tech at the table, which was brilliant for a bunch of blokes who loved our smartphones, half of whom had girlfriends who they wanted to be in touch with even when at dinner with the rest of us blokes. So we had no tech at the table, and if you got out your phone, then you had to read the message that you just got through, which stopped these guys with girlfriends getting out their phones at the table very quickly. Um, this one is for me. Read with your phone off, or at least in another room. Um, assume the best of people online, so not just um, falling prey to that soundbite culture. If you see something and you think, oh my goodness, that's terrible, actually look, well, okay, what are they really saying here? Let's think about it. Let's not just, just because I can engage immediately because it's online, doesn't mean I have to. Look for the context and assume the best. And when it comes to those discussions online, take it offline. So knowing, actually, I'm not going to be able to communicate as well by text message or by Facebook. I'm definitely not going to be able to communicate as well in 140 characters on Twitter. Take it offline. Now, the final over to you um, section I'm going to skip over because so, does social media ever stop you being in the room? Think about that. 
um, as we go away. Um, But I just want uh, us to finish uh, with some of these questions. Um, We're basically out of time, but how can we use social media to share life and the gospel uh, with those around us? How can we encourage reflection and prayer in an always-on culture? How can we take the opportunities the internet provides to do the one-anothers of scripture? What one thing are you going to do differently off the back of today? Um, And I think probably, given that we're basically out of time, pick one of those that you feel like discussing. Um, And in five minutes' time, uh, we'll be back in place. We started very slightly late, so we're finishing very slightly late. Um, but uh, I recognise that we've sort of covered a lot of ground uh, quite quickly. Um, so many questions have probably been um, thrown up, but there's still plenty of um, things to discuss. Um, so there's no, this is the formal end. However, conversations can continue. Um, um, but just to conclude, I guess some kind of summary. There are so many uh, blessings that modern technology, including the internet, uh, gives to us as Christians. We've mentioned some of them. Um, And I think what I want us to be thinking as we go away is there are many blessings, there are many dangers. How can we, if you like, mitigate the dangers and get more blessing from the way that we engage with the technology of the internet? So if you can go away thinking... Oh, there is some new opportunity of something I could do that would be good for me spiritually or good for others um, that I've thought of this evening, whether it's um, actually having that, uh, I don't know, family or friends, WhatsApp group for prayer or um, making use of the prompts of social media to pray for people or um, any number of things that we've covered. If we can not just think, oh, the internet is dangerous and bad and let's avoid it. Actually having that sense is a real blessing. We have to be wise in the way that we use it. Let's ask for God's help um, as we um, engage with the world around us, with each other, um, through all of the different means that the internet brings. Um, so let me pray for us as we finish. Father, you are, um, you are wiser than us um, and Uh, You know uh, what we are like. You know the uh, things that we need to flourish and to thrive as your people. Um, You gave us a book uh, to read and to uh, dwell on and to get to know you through. You gave us each other uh, to encourage and support and to build uh, one another up. Um, And in this age you have given us um, all the technologies of the internet and communication. Um, Father, please would we use them wisely, use them thoughtfully, um, use them in ways that honour you, um, use them in ways that uh, do not detract from a living, felt, daily relationship and walk with you and with your people, uh, but help us uh, to be wise, And we pray that uh, all of the different things we've talked about uh, today would uh, be helpful and that we'd leave aware of all of the blessings that you uh, give us. 
um, and all of the ways that we um, can uh, seek to bless those around us using uh, the technology of uh, the internet and modern communication. Thank you that you're a God who is a God of everything. Um, that uh, the internet was not a surprise to you, uh, that uh, social media is not a surprise to you. Please give us the wisdom, uh, wisdom from you um, in engaging in this modern world. Amen. Amen.